just to be realistic with what you're actually capable of like don't try and be someone else that might have more of their shit together attention all freelancers hello and welcome to the attention podcast where we dive into the raw realities of being a full-time freelancer join us as we navigate our own freelance adventures in the hopes of passing on some wisdom and insight to you we're your hosts amelia and i'm taisha both full-time design freelancers so without further delay let's let's get get started. started Good afternoon, good morning, good day. Welcome to episode 13 of the Attention Podcast. Today, we are talking about workflows and processes. And in that, Amelia and I have both looked at our own workflows and processes and found that we think it'd be better for everyone if we moved the podcast to a bi-weekly format because we really want to bring you the best quality content and we feel that if we move to every two weeks we have more time to engage with you on social media um, and have more time to hash out more episodes for you and have more tailored content to the feedback you give us online. So getting into the juiciness of our own workflows and processes, I before we start this episode I felt like I didn't really have much to add to it because I'm still trying to figure things out because I'm not as experienced as Amelia in terms of working with clients and that kind of thing but upon chatting I do have my own workflows and processes it turns out I just wasn't so much aware of them Mm -hmm. so like how do you prefer to set your stuff out and then I'll get on to what I discovered about mine oh yes well I think Taking a step back and looking at workflows and processes, uh, basically when you talk about workflows and process, it's just systems of management. So I think sometimes when the word workflow gets brought up and the word process gets brought up, I think people, uh, especially freelancers who are just starting out doing this for the first time and don't necessarily know what that word even means. I think it can be a little daunting at times where you're like, well, what, mm. like, what the hell is a workflow and process? What is How it much mean? is that going to cost me? Yes, yes. So if you can reframe it a little bit and think that workflows and process are just systems of management. How do you manage your client intake? How do you manage your schedule? How do you manage templates and file organization and exporting your work and emails and all of that kind of stuff. So it's just systems of management. What workflows, aka system of management, do you have in place to manage all of your processes? So taking that step back and kind of reframing it and looking at it that way, I think helped me clear up a lot of the the definition of it. And then I was able to put that lens on my own work, obviously, to see, okay, where do I have systems in place? And are they good systems? Or where where can I rework the process a bit and make things better? Uh, So for example, last week, we talked about scheduling. So keeping a schedule is deadline management, right? So you're managing your deadlines, you're managing your uh, projects and how long they'll take you and onboarding other clients and stuff. So keeping a schedule is the number one workflow process you can have as a freelance graphic designer because you need to be up getting your own boss. You need to manage everything and deadline management is so 
so critical. I can talk about a bunch of other management stuff, but was there anything else you wanted to jump in and say, Taisha? So I think like the scheduling thing is what I didn't really realize I had in place, but I do because obviously I started off as a social media manager and doing my own social media as well. I had to really block out that time in my like my Google calendar to say, okay, I'm going to sit down today and I'm going to think about what I need to plan out for the month, what content do I need for the month and how do I break that down also for my clients. So I guess that's one workplace that really stands out for me. But in terms of like the whole onboarding process and that kind of workflow is where I'm now graduating into as I want to start taking on more clients in design and I feel like I need that because at the minute I don't feel pretty convinced that I have a business because I haven't got these workflows and processes so I think like, once I've got those things in place then I'll be a real businesswoman you know. Mm. Caveat people you're never gonna have your shit sorted <laughs> like <laughs> great it's i mean it, that's the thing is we tell ourselves all the time oh once once i have this in place i'll be a proper business and blah 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 but mm. i mean it's a constant evolution it's a constant like figuring stuff out because i had zero workflows in place when i first started because i was just like figuring things out and now i can say oh i do these things and this helps me flow in my business and etc but yeah so don't get hung up on feeling like you need a bunch of workflows in place like workflows again is just management right it's helping you manage things Mm. so you have as many or as little as you need to just manage yourself manage your projects manage your business manage your freelancing so that's actually really a really interesting comment because it kind of flows into my next point talking about embracing project management because this improves your productivity so Project management is a little different from scheduling in the sense that like managing your entire project overhead from, again, intake, onboarding, offloading your project, you know, which touch points along the way are you having your client uh, input, which points along the way do you have to have certain deadlines uh, figured out. So your project management is improves your productivity by letting you know which points along the journey you need to have certain things done and then your schedule is scheduling these certain points along the journey so embracing project management uh invoices timesheets all of that fun fun stuff stuff. (laughs) yeah (laughs) all of the fun stuff uh really again helps you stay productive and keep a good flow going to your project uh and it's funny too because as a freelance designer as you and I both are It's really wild to think that graphic designers, I think in general, we're used to juggling a lot of tasks. We're used to like doing a lot of stuff at once, but there's just such a different atmosphere when it comes to running your own freelance business because you literally wear all the hats, right? You're the project manager, you're the (laughs) office assistant, you're the office manager, you're the, you know, the sales rep and everything else. So, so I think this is why people can feel overwhelmed and bogged down when they don't have any workflows or process because they're just on a hamster wheel spinning so that's why some of these tips and tricks and advice is like really helpful for you to just take a take a look at what you're doing and see if any of this stuff can can come in and help um but yeah embracing project management and being really on top of that is gonna just help you so much improve your productivity oh i can't i can't say more or enough about it (laughs) 
I feel like I see a lot of people on like all the Facebook groups always talking about some CRM or like Dubsado or you know Flowdesk or you know, all these different things and I think that's what I have in my head that like so many people use these things and I don't right now so I feel like oh I haven't reached that stage yet because I haven't committed to paying like £350 for a year of Dubsado and then I have to let something else I have to then learn even though that will then probably make my life easier and I need to get it in place so I think there's like levels of commitment along the way like when you're ready to step up to that next level of investing in something to help you with your workflows and processes I think when you're ready, but CRM Mm. is just, you know, customer relationship management, right? So if you have one client, you can incorporate some CRM into your workflows, right? Whether that's just creating email templates that you don't have to just retype every single time, right? Like creating drafts of emails that you send out every point of your journey or yeah, sending automated follow-ups or whatever. It doesn't have to be huge daunting tasks just start small start with what you've got and then like you said when you're ready to up level to maybe paid um, expensive systems then by all means but don't think that just because you maybe don't have like 20 clients that you Mm. you can't incorporate some even basic level management systems into your practice but yeah I feel like that will like help set boundaries as well once you've got that in place where it's not you personally doing things you won't feel so like personally invest not invested but like responsible for setting boundaries if your workflow already does that like when you have your onboarding and you have a document that goes out saying I'm available these days this is how you can contact me and you're not having to like drop it into conversation on a call or anything so I think that will also help with setting boundaries as Mm -hmm. well. Another really really sneaky (laughs) I don't know I feel like it's sneaky maybe it's not but um, another really sneaky project management uh, tip that I came across a few months back I have not incorporated it yet but it's lingering it's creating of oh it's like I was gonna say fake but that sounds anyways whatever it's creating is it having a fake man it's a fake yes it's a fake office assistant (laughs) so essentially what this means is uh, when you sign off your emails from your business account or anything like that, if it's if it's an email that you need, maybe it's a difficult conversation or you need some information from like really quickly from your client or something like if you need to put the pressure on uh, and, or you're just not feeling like a proper business, they say to like create create like a fake office assistant's name. So, for example, like, oh, Jake, Jake, the office assistant from mm-hmm. Amelia Nash Design. Jake's an asshole. Jake. <laughs> he's the asshole for you jake's a lovely man okay uh but jake he has three kids he has a dog cat yeah this sign off communicates to people that maybe you're a bigger business than they anticipate you're professional you have someone working for you little do they know it's you just signing off a different name but i was looking at some of the research that this has proven for like client response rates and everything else and I was like so floored I'm like wow it's amazing that when they think it's your office assistant or somebody else following up there's a little bit more responsibility on their shoulders to follow through with things so that's another another thing you can consider when it comes to project management creating email templates or whatever consider if having your office assistant air quotes respond to certain emails if that will trigger different responses from your clients so that's something else that that I thought was fascinating like I said I don't do it because 
I don't know. It feels a little sneaky to me. I don't want to then like be in a conversation. They're like, oh, so I was talking to your assistant, Jake. And then, oh, could we have him on the call? Oh, he's always busy. (laughs) He's not available. He's he's off with his kids and his dogs and his cats. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I think that I think you have to tread lightly, I would say, in those kinds of things. Um, I don't know. Personally, I think maybe just get to the point where you can actually hire (laughs) an office (laughs) assistant, then you don't have to worry about the sneaky sneaks about it. But I think if you're dealing potentially with like a really challenging project or a really challenging client, maybe in that particular situation, it could come in handy. But just be wary of of that. But I thought that was an interesting, an interesting thing I'd come across the other day. Or the other month or whatever. Anyways, what is time? Um, so let's get back on track a little bit. Another another workflow process thing that it's really, really important as a freelance graphic designer managing your own business to, to tackle is budgeting. Budgeting effectively is critical. Time is money, as we know, especially when we're a one-person show. You have to be super, super effective and efficient with with your projects, with your schedule, because any wasted amount of time is wasted money. Budgeting is really critical, especially with like accounting, right? So you can keep track of all your accounting and your finances. Always, if you're just starting out with your freelance gig, always, always, always separate your finances from personal and professional. So open up a separate bank account that's just business expenses. So anytime a client pays you, it goes into your business account. Anytime you're buying office supplies, you use your business account and then you pay yourself, right, from your business account. But everything business related should be going into your business account. And then from there, you can budget effectively. You can do your accounting properly, finances, use apps like QuickBooks, um, Zero. I've heard is really good. I'm considering switching to that one. But Zero and QuickBooks are great accounting software you can use to keep track of your business finances. Mint is a great budget tool in general. Anything that can actually connect to your business account to show you real-time withdrawals and deposits and all of that kind of information is going to save you a lot of time and effort where you're not going to have to like consolidate your stuff a lot. But budgeting is really key because then you can see how long projects are taking you and how much you know, time things are taking you and then how much money it's worth investing into, you know, a similar project the next time, right? Because if you're like, okay, this project I anticipated was going to take 20 hours is now taking me 55. That's lost money in a sense if you haven't, you know, budgeted budgeted appropriately. So budgeting (laughs) is, I can't even speak. Budgeting is key, friends. (laughs) Budgeting is key. (laughs) I was going to say with that, um, also a good thing to figure out early on in your business is how you're going to accept payments. Mm. Because I was with PayPal for quite a while and the fees are disgusting to get money, especially from if you've got like American clients. Um, I then went over to TransferWise. I don't, there's probably best ones out there or like maybe like using Stripe or something like that. But um, I prefer to now use TransferWise because the fees are just so much better. So definitely add that into your budgeting as well because you don't want to you don't want to budget a project to cost like maybe like a grand and then you have to pay a hundred pound in paypal fees and you've lost so much there just for trying to get the money that you you earned so figure that out as well yes if you can get like an e-mail transfer an e-transfer a check 
cash, whatever, always try and get like the low fee payment options. But like Taishi said, if you're dealing with foreign currencies or you have to use PayPal or TransferWise or any of those other um, things to get paid, always be upfront with your clients about that where it's like if this is the only way you can pay me this is this is the fee to use this service right and include that fee in your invoices Mm -hmm. because yeah you shouldn't necessarily be uh paying for for all that kind of stuff if if that's the method that they request or if you are going to be let's say using paypal for most of the work that you do just include that fee in your initial project uh, budget and your initial project quote anyways, just include that anyway. So that's not an added cost or a surprise to your client. So consider all of those kinds of things, including those fees in in everything you do. But yeah, budgeting is critical. Oh my gosh. If you're going to spend and invest any amount of money in your business at the beginning, do it in an accounting software, right? $10 a month for like QuickBooks, solopreneur, whatever, right? Spend some money and invest in your business so you can, you know, have that at least proper process in place because it makes things so much easier come like tax time and... I wish I had some stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Just keeping track of things. The next workflow process thing that will save you some time and money, my friends, in managing your freelance business is templates. I know I go Mm -hmm. off like a duck's ass about templates but honestly people templates i've never had that saying before oh yeah <laughs> i think it's a Cold saying like a duck's ass. i don't know maybe it's not a saying i'm sure it's from some bush country out it's, here. It's, it's saying now it's, it's a, a saying, saying now, now. <laughs> anyway sorry i interrupted you it's a saying now Anyways. templates templates <laughs> duck's ass uh yes save time you guys right if you're starting from scratch every single time you do a document oh my gosh the wasted amount of time is painful start creating templates all right have templates for all your business forms like invoices have templates and drafts for emails have templates for for things that you do repeatedly or for every project so for example i create brand guidelines every time i wrap up a branding project with a client So I have a template, right, that I use for my brand guidelines that I'm just switching out the specifics when it comes to that particular client, right? Like obviously swapping out the color palettes and the information and that kind of stuff. But the document is created. The layout is the same. The information is just different. You know, if you're if you're constantly creating social media uh, content, have templates for that. If you're constantly creating brochures or whatever, have a brochure template done. Anytime you create something, 90% of the time, it's not going to be the only time you create something like that in your in your career. So save a, a version of it as a template so that the next time something like that comes through, you already have somewhere to start and it's going to save you so much time. Oh my gosh. Do that with like cool scripts as well. Like if you lay out all the questions you're going to ask you're going to save so much time for having to type that out every single time you do a client call Mm. excellent have scripts that's Mm -hmm. a really i don't do that (laughs) that's really smart i need to do that but yeah yeah because otherwise i forget to ask certain things and i get off the call like oh shit i didn't ask them about their favorite color (laughs) 
Yes, call scripts. Um, I do have a, a Google form that I use for client intake, for example. Questions that I want to like ask my clients and get some like foundational information. I send them the Google form, they fill it out. So even that saves time with me having to like send an email or get on a call or whatever, just for like that really preliminary information. So all of these things, right? Create templates, create systems that are re- like repetitive that you don't have to, s- to start from scratch every time you start a project. Oh, so good. Uh, and then to tie off on that whole stuff, the next point is naming systems. Oh, yes. Naming systems. So I did this from the start. I'm very proud of myself that I did this because when I did my internship at the design studio, they had the same system. And I'm so glad I, st- I did the same thing because it's just saved me so much head, so many headaches. Oh, so good. Good for you. Yes. So have a file and a folder naming system so you stay organized and then stick to that system so that everything is organized and clear. You know exactly what you're looking at. No more of this untitled final zz hq2 34tz psd right no more of final (laughs) final Final one final two (laughs) final final one no no more the final one (laughs) no more of that naming nonsense my friends get organized stay organized create a file and folder naming system for yourself okay uh same thing this can be also a template right you can have Mm -hmm a template or just type up a document that's like that's a like a folder hierarchy in a sense you know main folder is named this and then everything underneath it is so so and so now obviously you're going to come up with your own naming system that works best for you but some good things to keep in mind is having version numbers having what the item is uh and then obviously having like the project or the client name or whatever so for example your client name, brochure version one or V1, yeah. right? Client brochure concept V1, whatever, right? However you, you in your in your brain can organize these things, but keep it organized and keep it consistent from project to project. So every single time you start a new project, you're going to start a new folder for this client, for this project, and then you're going to create those buckets right away within that folder so that you have them created when you need to save a file. Uh, for example, I use a folder called working files. So that's like my Illustrator files, my Photoshop files, whatever my working files are, my like living documents, all of those rest in that folder. Then I have my um, images, assets, links folder. So that's like photos, other assets, other links, copy, whatever, all the stuff that's pertaining to that project. I have my proposals, concepts, drafts folder. So the PDF drafts that I send my clients. And then I have obviously like my the final branding folder, which is like all of the final items that are going to be delivered to my client in that folder. I then zip that folder and send it off, etc. So have yourself a, a naming system for your files and your folders so you can stay organized and stay consistent. This also really helps, mic drop by the way, this also really helps with your invoicing because my templates, the couple I have are for invoices and contracts and I'll name it like 001, 002, on and on. Mm. And then I also put this onto my Asana. I have a client management folder and then I can easily have invoice 001, 002 and then I put my pdf from the folder onto asana because when it comes to the future if there was some sort of problem with my taxes i'm talking to an accountant or you know anything else like that i've already put the work in way 
at the beginning and it's just all laid out there and it's easy so you will thank yourself later if you just get the fuck organized at the beginning (laughs) just do it (laughs) yes oh so good and now staying on the train of organization my friends we're gonna talk about your workspace okay you Mm -hmm. need a (laughs) (laughs) just looking at mine (laughs) it's it it can be a challenge when you're obviously working from home or you're like you know living at home or whatever it can be a challenge but do your best to create a zen space okay an uncluttered workspace a space that you feel you can be stress-free in and functional in. I think for anyone who's similar to me and like my type A neurosis, like (laughs) I can get very frustrated and flustered and feeling lost in lack of concentration if I don't have organization, if I don't have a clear space to work, if I don't have someplace I enjoy sitting at and working in. Uh, And I say this just because yesterday, actually, I did a whole big cleanup of my office where I went through all of the random ass papers on my desk and in my in my folders and I went through everything I digitized documents that needed to be digitized I shredded ones that didn't whose good idea was that that was your good idea Taisha <laughs> Taisha was told my me- good idea I would take the praise for that <laughs> yes yes Taisha told me because I I'm unfortunately I'm a paper collector I will write notes on post-its. I will write notes on everywhere, everything. I'm writing notes when I'm talking with clients, but it starts to accumulate, right? And so I was sitting here with literally a pile of like notes and papers and stuff that I'm like, this is valuable information I want to go back to, but I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it, but the clutter. And so Taisha, 21st century girl here is like, (laughs) "Uh, why don't you just scan and digitize them? I'm like, oh, anyways, (laughs) so I did that and it feels great. I dusted my shelves. I dusted my workspace. I've got a diffuser in here going. So just fresh, fresh. But that change alone, seriously, from like my ma- my mindset yesterday, my mindset today, like I feel completely different. So it's really, really important that you have an uncluttered workspace or at least a space that creates zen for you so you can stay functional. You can stay stress free. You can stay productive. You can do the work. Right. And zen can mean a thousand different things for for different people right like some people it might be a very minimalist workspace with no papers no folders nothing everything is digital other people it might be a collection of trinkets on their desk right where they've got like that's me who knows what (laughs) i don't know things stuff right so figure out what zen means for you zen could be uh, a white noise machine as you work zen can be a diffuser on your desk while you work zen could be your favorite slippers underneath your desk space ready for you to slide your feet into when you're ready to work who knows what but uncluttered workspace means a zenful workspace means you're functional you're productive you're stress-free i very much had problems with my workspace I was also, I'm very much like a, a letter collector, letter hoarder. Like every letter from the bank, I'm like, oh, I'll save that. I'll need that at some point. I don't. I never need them. Um, but I try to get organized and um, I added to my birthday wish list, like one of those wire 
organizer things my sister got me it so now i've just got all my books and papers and notebooks all the journals and notebooks stacked in there and um, so it's not actually like that bad the post-it notes are very much shoved behind my mac screen <laughs> i'll sort through them one day but that's how i like mine i like having like my incense and my candles and my wax mm. melt like that's my little coziness and when it gets like to the evening i like shutting the curtains and you know, having music on, creating this little ambiance, mm-hmm. and that's how I get in the zone. So that's how I create my zen is having those trinkety things around. Mm-hmm. And the last little bit of advice I have for uh, proper workflows and process is regularly save and export your work. Oh, oh yes. man, export your work to cloud drives, external hard drives, whatever. Exporting your work and keeping your desktop clean as well as your workspace, but your desktop clean, it keeps your computer faster, right? Like it, run, your computer will run faster. You're not gonna get bogged down so much with having a thousand different things open. And it also helps you keep track of client files and keep older client files, right? Cause ah man, there's nothing worse than, let's say a client you you have that, that you worked with like five years ago, come back to you and are like, oh, hey, our computer crashed or our computer whatever, and we've lost the original logo file. Can can you send us the, the logo file? And you're like, er, mm. I didn't have it because I deleted it, right? So create a system where you're regularly saving and exporting your work to an external place so that you can keep track of all of your client files. You can keep older files. Uh, your computer will run faster so you're, you know, not wasting time sitting and waiting for like for Mac users, the lollipop of death, just spinning oh, endlessly on your desktop. But yeah. I hate the bastard. Uh, and I will speak from personal experience, you guys. Please don't make the same mistakes that I did. I was definitely a laggard when it came to saving and exporting work. I just kept everything on desktop. I never went through the files, never cleaned them up, never whatever. And I have lost projects. I have lost so much work over these past years because I was a dinkus. Like, don't be like dinkus, Amelia, please. If you can take anything from this conversation we're having today, please just do yourself the justice by saving and regularly exporting your work. And to finish this point, you can do it automatically. There are systems and software. For example, I use I use Google Drive and Google Drive has like a plugin where it it regularly automatically will save everything from my desktop onto the drive. So you can automate these processes too. So you don't even have to worry about it or do it manually. Oh, God send for nice. me. I think like the first investment I made in my business was the... Um the business version of Dropbox of the so two smart. terabytes. The first thing I did, and I was like, oh my God, it's £98 for a year. This was huge money for me. Like, it still is now, but you know, it was terrifying. I was like, am I going to use it? Am I going to use it? But now, like, I'm so glad I got it because I can keep those, you know, client projects on there, our, our project files that we need for like the podcast and everything. And it is just a godsend. I can go on there, get everything and not keep my laptop clogged up. Um, but yeah, I also really need to do the whole backing up thing and like regularly to a hard drive so I can keep things running smoothly because, you know, MacBooks get old and cluttered <laughs> and the will of death frequently shows up. So 
definitely make organization a part of your schedule when you do your workflows and your processes for sure and keeping the desktop tidy because oh my god the amount of screenshots i have on my desktop from just random things keeping organized and clean is key 100 percent. so like out of everything what do you think like your biggest tip or takeaway is from the episode well i was gonna ask did you have anything because i know you do a lot of like you do a lot of monthly client work right now meaning like monthly retainer work i currently don't i currently am just doing kind of one-off projects is there anything you have to add to the conversation about like monthly project retainer workflow process type stuff is there anything that differs um well i mean i very much use trello as my work flow and process platform basically so um i have a collaborative board with the client and i set out what the the strategy is overall for the social media and then i break down to do tasks that we need to like focus on and i list those in priority order assign them to different tasks and then i lay out every week of the the next month for them to put their content in then i can create my side of the content and have everything organized keeping everything organized and working in advance will help you a million times because you don't want to get to the day of or the day before and you're like oh shit i haven't got any content for tomorrow so keeping on top of things and keeping organized will just help so much so i would definitely recommend trello it's free so there's no excuse not to do it i mean like there's other programs that you can use that are paid but trello is perfect for what it is is it's got a really nice layout it's very easy to use so 100 percent using something like trello or asana to keep yourself organized is what i would prefer to use for a workflow nice and then that's nice because you said your 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 client can go in and and help yeah. kind of organize what content they want for the month and that kind of stuff too that's that's really awesome cool So just to recap, when it comes to workflows and process, find stuff that, you know, works for you, but keep a schedule, embrace project management, budget effectively, create templates, have a file and folder naming system, create an uncluttered workspace that is zen, and Mm -hmm. regularly export your work. Because optimization, key takeaways here, optimization and workflows relate to time saving you more of it so you can use your time effectively saves you stress and makes you more money and add on to that as i was just saying like stay organized from the start it might feel like a bit of a ball ache to keep track of like all the different client names and numbers but if you get yourself organized keep your spreadsheets up to date your workflows up to date you will thank yourself a million times later when you don't have the headache of going back and trying to figure shit out down mm-hmm. the road and i know that this is a lot of information i know we we talked about a lot of different things this episode this is a big episode it is it is a big episode because it's a big it's a big thing please mm. don't let this scare you or deter you or whatever start small start with one thing start with the one thing that makes the most amount of sense for you step back look at where your frustrations lie and then just implement one little workflow or process and then work up to it right? You got to start somewhere. So don't feel like you need to do it all, right? Start with one thing and and build on it. Uh, What is your truth this week, Taisha? My truth is just to be realistic with what you're actually capable of. Like, don't try and be someone else that might have more of their shit together. It's fine, as you said, as you work your way up to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And on that note, what are you asking, my friend? This week I'm asking... If you feel like your workflow is getting the best of you, where can you optimize your tasks? And yes, as Taisha mentioned at the beginning, starting April, we are moving to a bi-weekly format for the podcast. 
Every other week, we're going to deliver some more awesomeness to you guys just so that we can really dig deep with the content and provide the most value that we can to you and also manage our workflows and process better, (laughs) ironically. I was going to say, just make sure you engage with us on Instagram, get in touch with us on our stories, slide into our DMs, leave us a cheeky DM, Ooh. and let us know what you think, mm. if you would like, no pressure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we'll catch you in a couple weeks, my friends. Yes! Oh my gosh. We'll see you in two weeks, lovelies. See you in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Is your brand struggling to create impact with your audience? Are you in need of a solid brand strategy for your business? Connect with me at amelianashdesign.com. If you're in need of a brand or social strategy that allows you to connect with your audience and grow organically on social media, then you can find me at divinecreative.co.uk. Did you know that you can also engage with us on Instagram? Myself at amelianashdesign and taisha at divinecreative underscore. And check out our Attention Podcast profile on Instagram too, at Attention Podcast. That's A-T-T-N Podcast, where we share recent episode clips, new episode releases, and other raw reality bits. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a like and a review on whichever podcast platform you're using, as this helps others like you find us. you have any questions for us? Want us to touch on a specific topic? Please email us at Attention Podcast. That's A-T-T-N podcast at gmail.com. Remember, pay attention and stay safe out there. Until next time. Bye. Bye.